Fiscal Update is a compilation of brief news articles published by the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency throughout each month. The articles cover actions taken at meetings of state boards and commissions, news releases from state agencies, updates on the status of the state budget, reports on audits of state and local government, and other items of interest to legislators and their constituents. If you would like to receive email notifications when individual Fiscal Update articles are published, please go to www.legis.iowa.gov slash subscribe. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Iowa LSA. To view all charts and graphs coinciding with these reports, please go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab at the top and then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Under Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and search for a particular report. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 5, 2019. Grants awarded to support community water and sewer infrastructure projects, September 2019. The Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, made seven grant awards on September 5, 2019, totaling $2.2 million. The IEDA awarded Community Development Block Grant, CDBG, program funds to support community water and sewer infrastructure projects. The CDBG program is federally funded through the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, or HUD. The program enables communities to make improvements to water and sewer systems, improve housing conditions for low-income homeowners, provide facilities for disabled and at-risk individuals, and make improvements to downtowns. The IEDA is responsible for administering the CDBG funds in the non-metropolitan areas of the state. The grants are awarded based on the benefit provided to low- and moderate-income persons, financial need, project impact and readiness, and commitment of local resources to the project. Applications are solicited quarterly. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 5, 2019. Alcoholic Beverages Division Commission Meeting, August 2019. The Alcoholic Beverages Division, ABD Commission, met on Tuesday, August 27, 2019 at the Alcoholic Beverages Division Headquarters in Ankeny. Listing Appeal Hearings. The Commission held two listing appeal hearings for SLRRRP and Heroes Vodka. SLRRRP was initially denied a listing opportunity by the Division due to the packaging and presentation of the product, which were determined by the Division to be in conflict with the Division's standards for social responsibility as they apply to advertising and marketing alcohol in a responsible manner. The Commission tabled the decision to uphold or refuse the Division's determination and will review the appeal at a future meeting. Heroes Vodka was offered a 90-day temporary listing by the Division due to category saturation by size. The Heroes Vodka product is 750 milliliters in volume and several well-performing alcoholic products are of the same size and the same alcohol type. The Commission voted in favor of affirming the decision to offer a 90-day temporary listing 
after which the product's sales figures will be reviewed and a determination will be made as to whether the product will be listed in the future. Commissioner's Report Business Operations Manager Herb Sutton delivered the Commissioner's Report to the Commission indicating that 150 stores selling ABD-regulated products opened during fiscal year 2019 alone. The division's regulatory department also issued 18,000 permits and licenses in fiscal year 2019, which is an increase of 2,000 licenses and permits compared to fiscal year 2018. Warehouse Expansion and Hiring Update The $4 million Ruan Warehouse Expansion is slated for completion by November 2019, and will result in $4 million less being reverted to the State General Fund, with the final reversion to the General Fund being completed by September 15, 2019. Additionally, the division hired three full-time equivalent employees for IT positions. Audit and Annual Report An audit report for fiscal year 2018 will be released during the fall of 2019, and the fiscal year 2019 annual report will be released in December 2019. The next commission meeting will be held on October 8, 2019. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 10, 2019. State Appeal Board Meeting, September 2019. The State Appeal Board met on Tuesday, September 3, 2019. 2019 at the State Capitol Building. The Board took the following actions. Approved approximately $77,000 in general claims pursuant to Iowa Code Chapter 25 and approved approximately $556,000 in tort claims pursuant to Iowa Code Chapter 669. Settlements. The Board approved two new settlements including a $2.5 million lawsuit alleging medical negligence of failure to diagnose a spinal epidural abscess at the Cherokee Mental Health Institute and at the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics while the plaintiff was a patient in June and July of 2014. The second settlement was for a lawsuit alleging negligent maintenance of street sidewalks causing significant injuries to an individual due to a fall from a bicycle. Of the settlement amount, $1,000 is to be paid by the state. To date, for fiscal year 2020, the State Appeal Board has approved approximately $240,000 in payments from the Department of Transportation Primary Road Fund for settlements and judgments. The next State Appeal Board meeting will be held on Monday, October 7, 2019. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 10, 2019. Special Investigation Audit, Department of Public Safety. Report released on August 22, 2019. Auditor of State, Rob Sand released a report on a special investigation of the Department of Public Safety, DPS, for the period of July 1, 2016 through August 15, 2018. The DPS requested the special investigation following numerous reports of concerns related to the incorrect processing of applications of individuals who applied for private investigator, private security, and or bail enforcement licenses. Applications for these licenses are obtained from the Program Services Bureau of the Division of Administrative Services of the DPS. 
The Program Services Bureau administers private security, private investigator, bail enforcement agency licensing, weapon permits, and the Uniform Crime Reporting System. According to the report, a former clerk specialist of the DPS was responsible for ensuring the performance of appropriate procedures prior to the issuance of licenses to individuals who applied for private investigator, private security, and or bail enforcement licenses. As a part of these appropriate procedures, a clerk specialist must perform an Iowa and a nationwide background check. The audit report found that there was insufficient evidence that the former chief specialist had completed such background checks. The report determined that between July 1, 2016 and August 15, 2018, a total of 5,817 licenses were approved and issued without the completion of a nationwide background check. Based on procedures performed in August 2019 alone, the validity of 869 license approvals is still pending. In addition to completing background checks, the former clerk specialist was responsible for collecting fees associated with licensing procedures and transferring them to the correct accounts under the DPS administrative staff. The audit report also found that there were insufficient records to determine a comparison between the fee amounts collected and the collections recorded for issued licenses. The report determined that it is not possible to verify that all collections were deposited properly. The former clerk specialist was placed on administrative leave on August 16, 2018 and terminated from his position on November 6, 2018. Findings. In addition to the findings listed, the following findings were reported undeposited collections. The DPS did not maintain sufficient information to determine the amount of collections the department received from agencies and individuals for applications and fees for processing associated documents such as fingerprint cards. Such collections are to be tracked in agency drawn down accounts. The report determined that there was insufficient transaction data collected in these accounts, making it impossible to verify the accuracy of financial activity between the department and agencies paying for license applications. Application tracking. DPS officials did not account for numerical sequences of applications, making it impossible to determine if an application was properly returned, what license it was for, and if collections associated with the application had been correct correctly collected, improperly issued guard cards, private investigator, private security, and or bail enforcement licenses are commonly referred to as, quote, guard cards by DPS staff. The audit report determined that there was sufficient detail to verify that fees collected for guard cards were comparable to the number of guard cards issued. Additionally, it was determined that over 75% of issued guard cards were issued without the performance of a nationwide background check and that there was insufficient documentation to verify that all license applications were subject to an Iowa background check before provisional approval. FBI reports. The audit report determined that there was inconsistency and inauthenticity between FBI reports filed upon the completion of fingerprint processing. Propriety of private investigator slash private security slash bail enforcement PIPSBE information. Data related to guard card applications is stored in a DPS data warehouse designated as 
PIPSBE. The audit report determined that FBI background check data entered in the PIPSBE system did not match background check data as processed by the FBI. Additionally, significant amounts of data regarding fingerprint cards could not be located in the data warehouse, which led to an overstatement of submissions and unreliable information. Recommended control procedures. Segregation of duties. The auditor recommends that the various duties, such as collecting funds, application verification, and application review should be segregated between Program Services Bureau staff. Supporting documentation. It is recommended that DPS officials ensure that formal policies and procedures are established for all collection operations by the Program Services Bureau. Such policies should include reporting requirements on supporting documentation, initial receipts collected, and application and data reconciliation. Software and databases. DPS supervisory officials should engage in periodic reviews of PIPSBE data to identify instances in which guard cards were issued but performance of a background check was not recorded. Applications. The auditor recommends that DPS officials should consider extending individual application numbers to create unique control numbers. As past applications have not been properly tracked, extending the license application numbers to include additional data such as the fiscal year of application and pending applications would allow the department to identify, separate, and analyze application data to determine an individual application's status. Drawdown accounts. DPS officials should establish formal policies and procedures for implementing and maintaining drawdown accounts. In addition, the DPS should implement a tracking mechanism to ensure proper recording and identifying of drawdown activity between the department and individual agencies. Guard cards. The auditor recommends that the DPS establish a process to ensure timely notification of guard card denials or revocations, including possibly assessing agencies a fee for non-returned provisional cards with a reasonable time frame. It is also recommended that DPS officials consider implementing policies and procedures to establish an expiration date for individual licenses to review the current eligibility of applicants. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 10, 2019. Executive Council Meeting, September 9, 2019. The Executive Council met on Monday, September 9, 2019. The following are highlighted agenda items approved by the Council. A personal appearance was made by Executive Officer Christy Templeton of the Department of Human Services to submit two requests for resolution of funds pursuant to Iowa Code Section 29C.20A. The first was in the amount of $75,000 with regard to the Governor's proclamation of a state of disaster emergency for Clinton, Des Moines, Henry, Iowa, Lee, Louisa, Marion, Scott, Wapolo, and Wayne counties. The second was in the amount of $170,000 with regard to the governor's proclamation of a state of disaster emergency for Lucas, Madison, Marion, Monroe, and Warren counties. 
the Council approved both requests. The Council approved a request from the Attorney General's Office to retain Ryan Clark of Patterson Law Firm, LLP, at a rate of $140 per hour as outside counsel pursuant to Iowa Code Section 13.3, Subsection 1, in Richard Adrian v. University of Iowa, State of Iowa, and Second Injury Fund of Iowa. The Council approved a request from the Attorney General's Office for the payment of expenses pursuant to Iowa Code Section 7D.10 in the amount of approximately $20,000. The Council approved a lease between the Department of Natural Resources and George R. and Mary B. Wandling of Spirit Lake, Iowa for property located in Dickinson County. The lease shall be for use of a pump house and storage area for an annual fee of $150. The Council approved supplemental and emergency allocations for approximately $198,000 for the following departments and purposes. A supplemental emergency allocation of approximately $162,000 to the Department of Corrections to repair a damaged forced main sewer pipe. This will increase the total allocation to approximately $330,000 an emergency allocation of approximately $25,000 to the Department of Natural Resources to repair damaged facilities at the Lake Darling State Park in Washington County following heavy rains on May 24, 2019, an emergency allocation of approximately $7,600 to the Department of Administrative Services to repair a state vehicle damaged by hail, and a supplemental emergency allocation of approximately $3,600 to the Iowa Communications Network to repair a damaged cable in Scott County. This will increase the total allocation to approximately $27,000. The council also approved a total of approximately $3,100 in cost items including approximately $2,900 to the Department of Administrative Services to repair a state vehicle damaged by hail. Additional information is available from the Legislative Services Agency upon request. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Chris Eubin, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0134. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 12, 2019. Council on Human Services, September 2019 meeting. The Council on Human Services met on September 10th and 11th, 2019 to review and approve the Department of Human Services budget request to the Governor for Fiscal Year 2020 and Fiscal Year 2021. Fiscal Year 2020 Budget and Program Update. Some of the updates on the current year budget and policy decisions made by the Department of Human Services, DHS, discussed at the meeting include the following. For the Medicaid program, DHS requested a Fiscal Year 2020 Supplemental Appropriation of $106.6 million. This is due to the following. $67.8 million for Fiscal Year 2020 Managed Care Organization, or MCO, capitation rate increases, $9.1 million due to underfunding of Medicaid from the March estimate, $7.9 million due to lower revenues to the Health Care Trust Fund, $17.3 million due to lower drug rebates and other cost recoveries, and $4.5 million due to other miscellaneous costs. 
for the State Children's Health Insurance Program, DHS, requested a fiscal year 2020 supplemental appropriation of $1.2 million due to the fiscal year 2020 MCO capitation rate increases. The Aldora State Training School budget is utilizing $2.1 million in fiscal year 2019 carry-forward funds from the various DHS appropriations. This funding represents 10.7% of the facility's budget for fiscal year 2020. These funds are being used to hire 16 additional staff, remodel cottages to better accommodate serious behavior challenges, and better manage census numbers. The projected staff increases include 9 youth service workers, direct care staff, 2 mental health therapists, 1 youth counselor supervisor, a social worker, a training specialist, a human resources associate, and a management analyst. This one-time funding will not be available in fiscal year 2021 and is included in the DHS fiscal year 2021 request. For the Child Care Assistance, CCA, program, final federal regulations prohibited states from utilizing a time limit on the exit eligibility component of the program, commonly referred to as CCA+. The current CCA Plus eligibility requirements are an income greater than 145% of the federal poverty level, FPL, and not greater than 85% of the state median income. This will provide a one-time 12-month eligibility segment. Since this is not in compliance DHS indicated that it plans on submitting a proposal for federal approval to implement an income of no greater than 185% of the federal poverty level as the new income restriction. The DHS budget book with additional information on the requests is available at dhs.iowa.gov budget Dash reports. Fiscal year 2021 budget request. The budget request approved by the council may still be adjusted due to the final federal medical assistance percentage rate and will be finalized before official submission to the Department of Management. That request will be analyzed by the Legislative Services Agency at that time along with other department requests for the rest of the state. The next meeting of the Council on Human Services is tentatively scheduled for October 9, 2019 at the Woodward Resource Center. The LSA staff contacts for this fiscal update are Jess Benson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-4611 and Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 13, 2019. Transfer of Funds, Department of Human Services. Notice of Transfer. The Department of Human Services, DHS, has notified the Department of Management, DOM, and the Legislative Services Agency, LSA, of a transfer of funds pursuant to Iowa Code Section 218.6. The DHS transferred $45,184 from Independence Mental Health Institute, MHI, to Woodward Resource Center. The department had previously transferred $1.2 million from the Resource Center to the MHI, and this transfer is returning the unused portion of those funds. 
Iowa Code Section 218.6 gives the DHS the authority to transfer funds between DHS institutions without prior written consent or approval from the governor and the director of the DOM. The DHS is required to report any transfers made during a fiscal quarter to the LSA within 30 days of the beginning of the subsequent fiscal quarter. For additional information, please contact the DOM or the LSA. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Jess Benson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-4611. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 17, 2019. State Board of Education, September 2019. The State Board of Education met on September 12, 2019 in Des Moines. The meeting opened with Department of Education Director Ryan Wise reporting on the recent adoption of rules regarding construction standards for school buses, including the requirement of lap shoulder belts. Director Wise also provided an update on student mental health training being provided to educators. Seclusion and Restraint Rules Proposed amendments to rules regarding seclusion and restraint failed to be adopted at the August 2019 board meeting. Individual meetings have been held with petitioners and those who provided input at the last board meeting. Six regional meetings have been scheduled to receive feedback on the proposed amendments and allow for additional public comment. Updated proposed revisions to the seclusion and restraint rules will be presented at the November board meeting. Iowa Statewide Assessment Representatives from Iowa Testing Programs, ITP, at the University of Iowa presented proficiency scoring recommendations for the new statewide assessment, which was administered to students for the first time in spring 2019. The recommendations were developed through a process involving 185 Iowa educators determining not yet proficient and advanced scoring levels. Differences from the previous assessment include an online format and the inclusion of writing in the English language arts portion. Board members raised concerns about getting input from teachers and administrators and giving additional time for school districts to review the results. After discussion of the implications of delaying approval of the recommendations, the board adopted the proficiency recommendations as presented. Results by school district, school building, and individual student will be available in October. Career and Technical Education Standards Career and Technical Education, or CTE, standards were established as part of House File 2392 in 2016. Management teams have been developing statewide standards for the six CTE service areas of agriculture, food, and natural resources, applied sciences, technology, engineering, and manufacturing, business, finance, marketing, and management, health sciences, human services, and information solutions. The goal of the standards is to promote equity in CTE across school districts and across the state. The board approved the standards for all CTE areas except for the Applied Sciences, Technology, Engineering, and Manufacturing area, which is still being worked on. Iowa Instructional Framework. As part of the Teacher Leadership Compensation, TLC system, the department has provided an instructional observation rubric that serves as a framework for supporting teacher standards. The rubric provides a common instructional language, teacher reflection, 
support for teachers, and guidance for professional learning and collaboration. Implementation of the framework is voluntary, and currently 80 school districts are participating. The next meeting of the State Board of Education is scheduled for Wednesday, November 20, 2019. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Vargason, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 18, 2019, Iowa 911 Communications Council, September 2019. The Iowa 911 Communications Council met on September 12, 2019 at the West Des Moines City Hall. 911 Program Financial Reports and Program Update. Blake DeRoshi, 911 Program Manager, provided the Council with the following updates on the 911 program and its current financial standing. GIS Grants Update. In August 2019, 19 counties received Geographic Information System GIS grants totaling $120,000. Funding is contingent on verification that the applicant possesses 98% match rates with GIS and 95% match rates with Automatic Location Identifier, or ALI. Year-to-date for fiscal year 2020, 27 counties have received GIS funding for a total of $168,000. With respect to most recent data, fiscal year 2020 funding is currently outpacing fiscal year 2019 funding for GIS grants. 911 Council Travel, Public Education, and Training Fund. Mr. DeRoshi shared that in August 2019, the Council did not distribute any funding dollars from the 911 Council Travel, Public Education, and Training Fund. 911 Council Travel, Public Education, and Training Fund. Approximately $100,000 is allocated toward the fund annually. Approximately $27,000 in funding requests have already been made for fiscal year 2020 with the fund balance currently remaining at $74,000. At the September 2019 meeting, Hancock County requested a total of $18,000 for an upcoming training on emergency dispatch management. The Council approved the request. Zetron Mission Critical Communications Solution Contract Update. Cody Brink, Zetron Area Sales Manager, provided the Council with an update on Zetron's work in updating the 113 existing public safety answering points, or PSAPs, in delivering the next generation 911 NG911 solution to enhance public safety services across the state. The Iowa Department of Homeland Security and Emergency Management awarded Zetron with an NG911 contract in December 2017. Zetron provides a call-taking system that offers computer-aided drafting, CAD, 911 mapping, and emergency medical dispatch software in implementing NG911 protocols and systems. In August 2019, both Hancock and Winnebago counties deployed the Zetron communications platform. Davis County and Fayette County are expected to deploy on September 11, 2019 and September 25, 2019, respectively. An additional five new county deployments are expected for the months of October, November, and December 2019. The next council meeting will be held Thursday, October 10th at 9 a.m. at the Des Moines Parks and Recreation Boardroom, 1551 East Martin Luther King Jr. Parkway, 
in Des Moines. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 18, 2019. Board of Educational Examiners Meeting, September 2019. The Board of Educational Examiners, BOEE, met on September 13, 2019 in Des Moines. The meeting began with a closed session of the board reviewing professional practices cases. New licensure system. A demonstration of the new licensure system, which was implemented March 2019, was presented to the board. The BOEE processes approximately 30,000 educational practitioner applications per year. Licensure fees are collected by the BOEE with 25% of the collected fees transferred into the state general fund and the remaining 75% used to cover the operational costs of the BOEE. Legislative Priorities Executive Director Anne Lebo spoke about the goal to communicate alternate pathways to the classroom and presented the BOEE's legislative priorities for fiscal year 2020. The board will advocate for special education endorsement changes. The board will revise secondary endorsement criteria in response to teacher shortages. And the board will evaluate reciprocity pathways for administrators. Relocation of agency. In November, the BOEE will be relocating to its new office location at 701 East Court Avenue in Des Moines. Director Lebo said the new space will allow for confidentiality when working through ethics complaints and will provide easier office access to educator-practitioner applicants. The next meeting of the BOEE is scheduled for Friday, October 25, 2019. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Vargason, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, September 19, 2019. Executive Council meeting, September 16, 2019. The Executive Council met on Monday, September 16, 2019. Following are highlighted agenda items approved by the Council. A personal appearance was made by Department of Administrative Services Director Jim Kutenbach and staff Christy Nihas and Jessica Lingo to request approval of the health and dental insurance premiums for calendar year 2020. The current enrollment as of July 2019 is 54,838 members, which is up from 54,374 members in CY 2018. However, the state experienced an increase in the number of large claimants, $7.7 million increase compared to CY 2018, and the average amount paid per large payment increased as well, an increase of $13,000 per claimant. The council approved a $57 increase in the employer's share for the single option of the Iowa Choice Plan and a $134 increase in the employer's share for the family option of the plan. The council approved a request from the Attorney General's Office for payment of expenses in the amount of $19,500 pursuant to Iowa Code Section 7D.10. The Council approved a request from the Auditor of State to employ the services of the following outside certified public accounting CPA firms to perform periodic examinations for fiscal year 2019 as required in Iowa Code Chapter 11. Rochelle Thompson, CPA, 
Cronlage and Olson, Community CPA, Gronwald, Bell and Kine, and Hogan Hansen. The council approved approximately $122,000 in requests for emergency allocations, including a request from the Department of Natural Resources of $60,000 for repairs due to flooding in George Wythe State Park. The council approved approximately $2,400 in cost item payments. The council is scheduled to meet on Monday, September 23, 2019. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 20th, 2019. Legislative Fiscal Committee Meeting, September 2019. The Legislative Fiscal Committee of the Legislative Council met on September 16th, 2019 at the Van G. Miller Adult Learning Center at Hawkeye Community College in Waterloo, Iowa. Upon approval of the September 2018 minutes, the following agenda items were presented and discussed. Presentation. Northeast Iowa Community College, NICC, No-Cost Child Care Initiative. Wendy Mim Harold, Ph.D. Vice President of Business and Community Solutions of NICC, and Kristen Dietzel, Vice President of Workforce Solutions of the Greater Dubuque Development Corporation, presented the committee with an overview and update of a child care pilot program developed through private slash public partnerships in the greater Dubuque area. The, quote, no-cost child care initiative is a program established with assistance and support from NICC and local employers in the greater Dubuque region to provide and fund additional child care options for students training for high-demand employment positions. Goals of the program include training underemployed and unemployed individuals through short-term training programs for a variety of trades, including manufacturing, health care, and child care. While participating in the training program and during the first year of postgraduate full-time employment, students are eligible for child care assistance when training or working with over 80 Dubuque area businesses. Dr. Mim Harold and Vice President Dietzel also shared with the committee that the budget for the no-cost child care initiative for January 2019 through June 2021 totals $342,500, including $32,000 to fund a local child care provider for 100 children at approximately $4 per hour and $310,500 for 12 months of child care for an additional 100 children of program graduates. Funding has been provided in various amounts by the following public-slash-private partnerships with NICC. Greater Dubuque Development Corporation, $152,500. Child Care Resource and Referral. The Community Foundation of Greater Dubuque, $30,000. The City of Dubuque, $80,000. Dubuque County, $80,000. The Dubuque Community, YMCA slash YWCA. Presentation, Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, Market Research and Campaign. Ms. Jackie Matson, Communications Director for the IEDA, provided an update on the authority's current market research and campaign geared toward updating the perception of Iowa among out-of-state visitors and potential new residents. Director Matson shared results of a recent marketing survey, a pop-up 
real estate market in New York City and the positive results and comments found on the campaign advertising strategy website www.thisisiowa.com. Revenue Update Jeff Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division, presented on various economic indicators including inflation, unemployment, and wage and salary growth. Mr. Robinson also presented on the status of the current fiscal year 2019 net revenue calculations. Currently, the actual fiscal year 2019 collected revenue appears to be approximately $122.5 million above the fiscal year 2019 Revenue Estimating Conference, or REC, estimate. Net receipts from July 1, 2019 through September 14, 2019, fiscal year 2020, are $22 million, or 1.4% ahead of the same period in fiscal year 2019. Presentation, Bottle and Can Deposit and Redemption Processes in Iowa. Dr. Dermot Hayes, Professor of Economics and Finance from Iowa State University, presented on the history of Iowa's beverage container law and some scenarios on ways to modernize the law. Dr. Hayes also offered to calculate different scenarios for the General Assembly. Following Dr. Hayes' presentation, Alex Moon, Land Quality Bureau Chief with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources, presented on Iowa's beverage container law. Mr. Moon discussed reimbursement rates in other states as well as some bottle bill challenges in Iowa, including the one-cent handling fee has remained unchanged in Iowa since 1979, redemption centers have seen reduced hours of operation, and due to increased costs, are in some instances reimbursing less than the full refunds. There are fewer than 100 redemption centers in Iowa, and violations of the bottle bill are simple misdemeanors issued by local government. There is no state government enforcement. General Fund Balance Sheet Update. Dave Reynolds, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division, provided members of the Fiscal Committee with an update on the General Fund budget. The current ending balance surplus is estimated to total $166.1 million for fiscal year 2019 and $277.1 million for fiscal year 2020. However, this will change once the fiscal year 2019 finances are reconciled. Mr. Reynolds discussed the performance of duty appropriation, which is under the authority of the Executive Council. The appropriation is used to cover emergency expenditures of state property and to provide state match for federal dollars received from the Federal Emergency Management Agency, or FEMA, for disaster relief. Mr. Reynolds also discussed the Taxpayer Relief Fund. Presentation, Last Dollar Scholarship Program. Todd Brown, Financial Aid Program Division Administrator with the College Student Aid Commission, presented on the Last Dollar Scholarship Program as established pursuant to House File 758, Fiscal Year 2020 Education Appropriations Act. The program is attended to assist qualified students in covering any remaining gap between federal and state grants, scholarships, and tuition. Funds will be available in the fall of 2019. Mr. Brown also mentioned that the College Student Aid Commission has identified various recommended improvements to the program for the 2020 legislative session. These include allowing new high school graduates that are required to take prerequisite courses to access the last dollar scholarship, addressing an issue relating to persons 19 years of age to eliminate a gap in eligibility between graduation and adult learners, 
and allowing new high school graduates who enroll in post-secondary education part-time during the summer term to receive a Last Dollar Scholarship Award. The Last Dollar Scholarship is funded by a $13 million general fund appropriation for fiscal year 2020. Applicants must be enrolled at an Iowa community college or accredited private college. Adjournment and tour. After a brief discussion, the meeting was adjourned. Upon adjournment, interested committee members toured the University of Northern Iowa's Industrial Technology Center and took part in a discussion of the center's proposed renovation project. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 20th, 2019. IPERS Investment Board Meeting, September 2019. The Iowa Public Employees Retirement System, or IPERS, Investment Board met on Thursday, September 19, 2019. The board took the following actions, approved the minutes from the June 20, 2019 meeting, and elected Lisa Strange as chairperson and Marlene Sprouse as vice chairperson. The board heard a report from Chief Executive Officer, CEO, Donna Mueller. Ms. Mueller announced that Ed McDonald, a founding principal of the actuarial firm Kavanaugh McDonald Consulting, is retiring from the firm. She does not foresee the transition of duties to the new CEO, Ed Cobal, as having any negative implications to the services IPERS receives. IPERS contract with Kavanaugh McDonald runs through June 30, 2020, with an option to extend the contract up to three more years. The Government Finance Officers Association, or GFOA, recommends a five-year cycle for actuarial audits. IPER's last audit was in 2014. A request for proposal, RFP, has been posted for an actuarial audit of the upcoming 2019 valuation. The March 2020 audit will be presented before the June valuation. Board members Lisa Strange and Justin Kirchhoff volunteered to assist in the selection process. The internal investment management resolutions signed by the Investment Board on June 22, 2017 and by the Benefits Advisory Committee, or BAC, on August 26, 2019 were presented to the Governor's Office as part of a department request. Hypers is requesting an additional $627,000 and two full-time equivalent, or FTE, positions from the Hypers Trust Fund for two internal investment managers and a reclassification of current investment management FTE positions. IPERS completed a disaster recovery exercise in relation to continuity of operations slash continuity of government COOP slash COG on Friday, September 13, 2019. IPERS will take the lessons learned from the exercise to continue to improve security and refine their internal processes and methods. CEO Donna Mueller announced her plans to retire on April 30, 2020. A CEO search committee consisting of three investment board members and two BAC members will be established to develop the search process and provide initial recommendations of candidates for the governor's consideration. The investment board members named were David Creighton, Marlene Sprouse, and Linda Strange. Presentations were made to the board by Paul Martiniello of CEM Benchmarking Incorporated regarding the company's five-year 
period review of IPER's investment cost effectiveness ending December 31, 2018, and by Wilshire Associates regarding IPER's annual asset allocation review and the fiscal year 2019 investment performance review. The board voted 7-0 to approve revisions to the asset allocation policy and active risk budget effective January 1, 2020. The IPERS Investment Board will meet again on Friday, December 6, 2019. The next BAC meeting will be on Monday, October 28, 2019. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Jennifer Acton, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-7846. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 20, 2019. Iowa Economic Development Authority Board Meeting, September 2019. The Iowa Economic Development Board, IEDA, met on September 20, 2019 and took the following actions. Direct financial assistance and tax benefits. The board approved three projects for direct financial assistance and tax benefits through the High Quality Jobs Program, HQJP. The awards are to assist in the creation of 150 jobs and are expected to result in approximately $145 million in new capital investments. Contracts. The board approved contract signing extensions for three companies, approved contract amendments for six projects, and terminated one contract. Demonstration Fund. The board approved loan awards of $100,000 each from the Demonstration Fund for Kimley Aquaculture, Original Appearance Manufacturing, and JBI Distributing. The Demonstration Fund provides financial and technical assistance to encourage high technology prototype and concept development activities that have a clear potential to lead to commercially viable products or services within a reasonable period. Proof of Commercial Relevance The Board approved a loan award of $25,000 from the Proof of Commercial Relevance POCR Fund for Continuum Ag. The POCR Fund provides financial assistance to innovative businesses pursuing proof of commercial relevance and marketability of a technology. The fund is designed to assist businesses with new technologies that have completed the proof of concept stage and are ready to be subjected to the rigors of the proof of commercial relevance stage which includes defining the market for the product and perfecting the product to meet market needs. Small Business Innovation Research and Small Business Technology Transfer Outreach Program. The board approved Small Business Innovation Research and Small Business Technology Transfer SBIR slash STTR outreach program requests for up to $50,000 each for 14 projects. The program is designed to increase the rate of successful grant applications for Iowa's innovative businesses seeking federal grants through the Federal Small Business Administration's programs. One component of the program provides up to $50,000 in financial assistance to companies, $25,000 when a federal award is granted, and $25,000 when a Phase two proposal is submitted. Innovation Acceleration Propel The board approved a loan of $250,000 from the Iowa Innovation Acceleration Fund for GKAT Reclamation. The Iowa Innovation Acceleration Fund promotes 
formation, and growth of businesses that engage in the transfer of technology to competitive, profitable companies that create high-paying jobs. Funds are designed to accelerate the pace of market development and leverage private investment and industrial expansion efforts that result in significant capital investment. The fund provides financing to eligible businesses through two program components that correspond to different stages of growth for investment grade high growth enterprises. Administrative rules. The board approved two administrative rules proposals. Amendments to the renewable chemical production tax credit to add a chemical to the list of building block chemicals and amendments to targeted jobs withholding tax program rules to remove the sunset date of the program. Vendor contracts. The board approved the amendment of one contract for fiscal year 2020. Budget. The board approved budget requests for fiscal year 2021 and fiscal year 2022. The changes to the general fund request for fiscal year 2021 compared to estimated fiscal year 2020 include the following. An increase of $1 million from the general fund for expansion of the This is Iowa campaign and an increase of $625,000 from the general fund for the World Food Prize to conform with the standing limited appropriation of $1 million pursuant to Iowa Code Section 15.368, Subsection 1. Financial Summary. The Board also received financial reports from IEDA staff. As of August 31, 2019, the following amounts remain unobligated. General Fund Operations Fiscal Year 2019, $885,000. High Quality Jobs Program Fiscal Year 2020, $14.4 million and tax credit cap fiscal year 2020 allocation $130.6 million. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 20, 2019. Board of Regents adopts a fiscal year 2021 budget request. The Board of Regents met on September 19, 2019 at the Iowa School for the Deaf in Council Bluffs. The Board approved a slate of consent items and received updates from the University Presidents and Superintendent Steve Gettle. The only other agenda item was the fiscal year 2021 budget request. 2020 and 2021 tuition increases. Prior to discussion of the fiscal year 2021 budget request, President Michael Richards read a statement regarding the board's plans for setting the 2020-2021 tuition rates. The board will continue a practice begun last year to postpone setting tuition rates until the legislature has completed the appropriations process. President Richards said the board does not plan to set tuition rates until the June 2020 meeting. Similar to last year, if the legislature fully funds the board's fiscal year 2021 requests for the three universities, resident undergraduate tuition for University of Iowa, UI, and Iowa State University, ISU, will increase by 3%. If the legislature does not provide any new funding, tuition at UI and ISU will increase by 3%, plus the increase in the Higher Education Price Index, or HEPI, which is currently estimated to be 2.3%. A state funding increase of less than 3% would result in a tuition increase at UI and ISU somewhere between the two previous scenarios. 
With the full funding of the fiscal year 2021 request, the board will continue supporting University of Northern Iowa's UNI's goal to becoming more competitive with its peers in other states. Last year, full funding allowed UNI to not increase tuitions for 2019-2020. Fiscal Year 2021 Budget Request The Board will request the following fiscal year 2021 increases totaling $18.6 million through the Education Appropriations Subcommittee, UI an increase of $7 million for a total of $225.7 million. ISU, an increase of $7 million for a total of $181.6 million. UNI, an increase of $4 million for a total of $103.7 million. Iowa School for the Deaf, an increase of $412,000 for a total of $10.7 million. Educational Services for the Blind and Visually Impaired, an increase of $173,000 for a total of $4.5 million. And Iowa Public Radio, an increase of $40,900 for a total of $391,600. The Board will ask the Economic Development Appropriations Subcommittee for the following increase for fiscal year 2021. UI Biosciences Innovation, an increase of $725,000 for a total of $1 million. And ISU Biosciences Innovation, an increase of $2.2 million for a total of $3 million. The board will request additional fiscal year 2021 increases as follows. Tuition replacement, an increase of $170,000 for a total of $28.3 million. And UI hospitals and clinics, psychiatric residencies, an increase of $400,000 for a total of $800,000. The next meeting of the Board of Regents is scheduled for November 13th through the 14th, 2019, at UNI. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 26, 2019. Fiscal Year 2021 Federal Medical Assistance Percentage, FMAP, Match Rate. The Bureau of Economic Analysis released final state personal per capita income data for 2018 on September 24, 2019. This allows states to calculate the final fiscal year 2021 FMAP rates. The fiscal year 2021 FMAP rates are based on per capita personal incomes for calendar years 2016 through 2018. These rates are calculated on a federal fiscal year basis, but the numbers in this article have been blended to reflect state fiscal year or SFY 2021. Iowa's fiscal year 2021 FMAP rate increased by 0.73% to 61.61%. This means for every dollar spent on the Medicaid program, the federal government will pay $0.6161 and Iowa pays $0.3839. The FMAP change is 0.50% less than the preliminary estimate that was released in March. The FMAP increase indicates that Iowa's economy is not doing as well 
compared to other states, resulting in a larger share of the total FMAP for Iowa. This is the fifth year in a row that the FMAP rate has moved back in the state's favor, meaning Iowa pays less. Prior to that, the rate declined 8.2% from fiscal year 2010 to fiscal year 2016. Fiscal Impact Although the final fiscal impact is still being calculated, the 0.73% change in the FMAP rate means that the state will be responsible for approximately $33 million less in Medicaid expenditures in SFY 2021 compared to SFY 2020. The chart that accompanies this fiscal update shows the five-year change in the FMAP rate. For additional information on the FMAP rate and how it is calculated, please see the Issue Review Federal Medical Assistance Percentage Match Rates. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Jeff Benson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-4611. To see the chart that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Fiscal Year 2021 Federal Medical Assistance Percentage FMAP Match Rate.